Amen. As we remain standing for the reading of God's word, this is the seventh message in this series. The series is entitled, Seeing Ourselves as God Sees Us. We said two weeks ago that for the first five messages, God encouraged us told us that we are more than conquerors, said that we are blessed and highly favored, we are redeemed, we are children of God. But the next two, after message number five, message six, and message seven, is to challenge us. God has for five weeks encouraged us. Now God says, I need to challenge you to really see yourself as more than someone who receives a blessing, but someone who helps others become blessed. Amen. So the text for today's message is the fifth chapter of the gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthew, the same chapter as message number six. Today we invite you to go with us as we read verses 14 through verse 16, the New Living Translation. And it reads, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then put it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. <laughs> Listen to what verse 16 says. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out of all for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Let your works or your good deeds shine so that everyone can see it, so that they will praise not you, not your ministry, not your church, not your pastor, but they will praise your heavenly Father who is in heaven. And the church said, Amen. Look at someone. Here's the subject for today's message. Simply turn to someone and says, the light of the world. Now tell them you are the light of the world. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Maybe seated. Amen. The light of the world. Two weeks ago in, in what was our sixth message of this series, we were challenged to examine the question, what is our role as believers in this society that we live in today? In this secular society, what is our role? Listen, I, I am convinced, as I said to you two weeks ago, that we all have at some point found ourselves wrestling or struggling with 
this question. How am I to respond to the environment that I live in? What is it that I am to do? We said that there are some options. Should I assimilate? Should I blend in, assimilate, or should I stand out? Should I set myself apart or should I become a part of it and change it from the inside out? Those are great questions. Those are questions that we all must deal with. However, as I stated to you before, I think we are asking ourselves the wrong question. The question should not be, what do I expect my role to be? But listen, I want to talk to you this morning. We shouted last Sunday, amen. I need to speak to you this morning. The question should be, what does God expect from me? What does God expect our role to be? in this secular society. See, if it's, if it's only what the church expects, if it's only what, what do others expect, if it's only what you are expecting of yourself, then you are, in my opinion, missing what it is really all about. Because at the end of the day, this is not really satisfying those who go to church with you. But this is, is it well with God is God please with me we have to become listen a more God centered group of people than organizational or self centered when we become self centered or organizational centered it is all about I thank God for my church I thank God for what we're doing. It, it really isn't about any of that. I love the Bible Way Church family. God has been able to do some incredible things through those who are a part of this ministry. But at the end of the day, it should not matter what the name is on the church. Let folk know this is not a church contest. This is not a contest to see who can be the greatest, the biggest, the, the largest, the greatest choir and all of that. We've got to look back over everything we do and say, have we made where we are better because God has used us? I am convinced that God's expectations are a little different perhaps than man's expectations. Our theme scripture for the year, God says to his servant Samuel, Samuel went to the house of Jesse to anoint the next king of Israel. He took one look at Eliab, the oldest son of Jesse. And Samuel, although he was a man of God, he concluded, your appearances make you eligible to be used by God. Man, you look strong. You are handsome. You are tall, dark, handsome, broad shoulders. But what he didn't know is that Eliab was a coward. <laughs> How do you know that? Because when Goliath was raining terror on Israel, Eliab was hiding in the ditch. 
Some of the best looking, strongest people, greatest talking people are great and strong as long as there are no Goliaths. Can I preach? But when Goliaths show up, they get lost. God said to Samuel, Samuel, I'm disappointed in you because I don't see as you see. You judge the outward appearance. But I judge the heart. God had already chosen David who didn't look like Eliab. But he was a man of God. So that when we build our life's expectations around what is it that God requires of us, then we sometimes get a different answer. In the last message of this series, we said to you that God desired for us to be the salt of the earth. Salt that blends in, that changes a flavor. Salt that heals. Salt that makes something better. Salt that makes this world better. We are the salt that heal the land. Now, salt is not always visible. In fact, I, I, I concluded that the best cooks of all know how to put in the right amount of salt where it's not visible. In fact, if you see salt on your food, you probably should need it. That's why I don't recommend French fries from fast food stores. Because when they sprinkle it on your food, that's, that's when in the physicians that are sitting behind me and in front of me perhaps can't tell you, that's when it's not always the best. Because here's something, too much salt is bad for you. And I got news, some of us are just too... I, I love y'all, but some of y'all are just too much. You don't have to preach to me every time you see me. Everything doesn't have to start out with a scripture. Every conversation. That's why some folk I run from because I say, Lord, have mercy. I, I study. I go to church all the time. I love God's word. But guess what? When I'm certain places, I don't want to talk church. Don't stop me at the gym. We, 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 we can say, oh, I bless you. I love you. But don't, don't ask my interpretation of a scripture. I didn't come here to preach. Some of y'all are too much because the right amount blends it in. And it, here it is, it changes Deacon Adams the flavor, which you're not even knowing it. I like the good cooks from the old days. They knew how to cook and you'd never see a box of salt. Deacon Napa, your mother and aunts and all, you didn't, you didn't walk around and see a whole lot of salt shaking. They knew how to put, and I didn't even know what a pinch of salt meant. Until they say it's the right amount. But it changes the environment. How many of you want to be the salt of the earth? Look at someone and say, you are the salt of the earth. And now in this seventh message, same chapter, same discourse. In the text, uh, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus preaches another aspect of who we should be. Salt was a part of the meal. The light stands out. Listen, salt blends in. Light stands out. We are that which blends in at times and changes an environment from the inside out. 
And then we are at times called by God to stand out and to let our light shine so that folk can see us. Listen, Jesus in this 14th verse of the 5th chapter says to his disciples, having said to them in verse 13 that you are the salt of the earth, then he uses another analogy that is totally different from the first. You are also the light of the world. You are like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. We are salt and we are light. Light has several significant purposes. Light has seven significant reasons. Number one is that light is often used as a helpful warning, such as a lighthouse. Lighthouse sits there to warn uh, coming vessels uh, that now you're getting close to land. You've got to be warned uh, that you're in water that is shadowed than what you have been in before. It is a warning. And God says we are called to be a lighthouse. We are called to warn the world. Look, you can do better. Warning is not always judging. Uh, but warning should not preclude you from telling folk you ought to do better. Saying to your family, you ought to do better. There's a warning that if you keep coming at the same pace you're coming now, you're going to get to shallow water. And the environment that you are approaching is different from the environment that you've just come out of. God says we are that warning. We are that lighthouse uh, that God often uses so that people can hear from us. People can see what we are doing. And then the second significant purpose of light is that light is also a helpful guide. Now, if light is a warning, like a lighthouse, it is also a flashlight. In other words, it illuminates the pathway so that we could see clearly. It guides us. The purpose of a flashlight is to guide you and to give more visibility to that which is dark so that you won't stumble and fall. Amen. But the key to a flashlight is this. And I discovered this the hard way. The key to a flashlight is that, listen to this, don't miss this, check your batteries before you need it. Can I preach? Because it can look the same. And it still looks like it's the same flashlight. But if the batteries are dead, then there will be no light. You can use it as a weapon. You can use it to prompt a door open. You can use it for something else. But guess what? It won't shine unless there are some batteries that are charged. What are our batteries? You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Spirit. You need a relationship with the Lord. You need to lift those hands sometimes and before you shine out, say to the Lord, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse, what? Shine on me, baby. Before you can guide someone else, you need the power to turn the light on. And if you don't have proper working batteries, you have a good-looking facade 
but it is useless. Preach Pastor Jackson. There are a whole lot of good looking flashlights sitting up in here, but you have no working power. In other words, you look good, you're fancy, uh, but when it comes time to flip the switch and cut on the light, you can't illuminate because your power is dead. Somebody need God to do something for you that only God can do. How can you be the light unless you have the source for the light? And the source comes from God, not by your power or might, but by his spirit, says the Lord. Can I let you in on something? If you don't have it, you need it. You need the Holy Ghost. I'm going to put it in a way that perhaps you, under, you need the Holy Spirit. I'm not just talking about any kind of spirit, but you need the embodiment of the presence of God living in you. That Holy Spirit allows your light to shine and allows you to smile when you want to frown. It, it allows you to have joy when you're feeling depressed. How many of you know it is not the cover of the flashlight that's important? It, in fact, it's not even the bulb that's important because you can have a proper working bulb, but if the battery is dead, the bulb doesn't work. Preach, Pastor Jackson. Some of you are good-looking bulbs. Some of you are good-looking containers, but you ain't got no power. You need the power to turn on the light when you need it. The most somebody help me preach and say, Lord, I need thee. Bill, you've already said it. Every hour, I need thee. Tell somebody you need the power. You need the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So two things... Light is a helpful warning. Light is a guide. Here's the third purpose of light. Light is also a powerful attraction, such as a bright light in a display window. And the light shines not to guide, not to warn, but to attract whew, your attention to the display. Now, I got to help you out. Look at somebody and say, it's never about the light. It is about what the light illuminates. Did you catch it? Because see, some of you think that it's about you. It, we're not here to celebrate you as a bub, uh, but we're here to celebrate what you can do with your light. Good light makes something else looks better. Can I preach? You've got to shine so that what you shine on looks better. It's, we don't come here to celebrate a flashlight. We come here to celebrate what a flashlight can illuminate. Amen. So we are the light that points to the display. Woo. Did you catch it? The display is Jesus the Christ. The display is not you with your business cards and your title and all the things that you say about yourself. And I've learned in the social media age, just because you say it doesn't make it true. Just because you call yourself something doesn't make you that. Amen. You've got to be who God says you are. You can be an apostle and a bishop and a reverend and a doctor all you want. But if God says, I need you to be a child of God, a servant, I need you to be the light because every apostle doesn't shine. May I preach this? Everybody with a title doesn't shine. Sometimes your title is more impressive 
then your light. Can I preach? But, but, but your light ought to shine greater than the description of who you are. Amen. Can I get a witness in here? Somebody said, what kind of flashlight do you have, Pastor Jackson? What's the name of your flashlight? I don't know. I don't keep up with the name on the flashlight. I've got one thing I need my flashlight to do. Amen. I don't care what the name is. I don't care if it's from Walmart, Target, or Saks Fifth Avenue. I want my flashlight to do one thing. Shine. Y'all ain't gonna like me after this, but I'm a. Pre- Some of y'all are Fifth Avenue saints, and you look good, and your package is good, and you got a nice bow wrapped around you. But at the end of the day, you ain't good. Excuse the grammar for nothing. You are no greater than your package. I can. That ought to preach by yourself. Look at somebody say, you ought to be greater than the package you come in. Some of you are good-looking packages. Just like that good-looking flashlight somebody gave me for a gift. They blessed me, Brother Ivy. Man, I'm going to bless you. This is a high-quality, great flashlight. Man, this thing is this long. All you got to do is twist the knob. has a fancy name on it. But when my power went out and I needed light, I did not have it. You know what I ended up doing? Lighting a candle. If I could preach, I would tell you that some candles are greater than fancy flashlights. Because one thing about a candle, it always... The purpose that God has called us is to illuminate that which has been called darkness. Now I'm going to drop something in your spirit. Light eliminates darkness. Don't take this the wrong way. And this is not theology, but this is common sense. Light doesn't blend in with darkness. I am not creating doctrine. I'm just telling you the truth. Darkness and light cannot coexist. The darkest room you would ever go in is significantly changed when one match is lit in the corner. Because you can see it no matter how far away it is. Because at that time, on that spot, Darkness goes away. Light does not compensate or blend in with darkness. Check this out. It overpowers darkness. Your presence should not make a room darker. Here's what I tell you, and I'm very open-minded when it comes to this. Join whatever organization you choose to join, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, fraternity, sorority. I support all of that. Join it on the one condition. By the mere fact you are there, 
they ought to be better. Am I right about it? Bradley, you great fraternity. Others, y'all, Matt, Mega Sci-Fi, that's great. But whenever you walk in the room to Mega Sci-Fi, who, 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 I'm the dog. When, when, when light walks in the room, the same jokes ought not be told. Can I got to get a witness? I'm, I'm proud of the fact that sometimes I can walk in a room and change the atmosphere. Folks look at me, other Tony G, they say, hold that joke for one minute. The preacher just showed up. I say, thank you, Jesus. They say, we can't tell that now. We got to wait until the preacher go. I say, thank you, Lord, because light precedes your reputation. Look at somebody and say, you are the light. You are the shine and make every place you go. But if you drink as much as they drink, cuss as much as they cuss, smoke as much as they smoke, watch where they watch, tell the jokes they watch, you are only making dark darker. But the Lord has called us to change the atmosphere. Not by complimenting or blending in sometimes that is good but other times we've got to flip the light switch and let it shine we've got to eliminate the darkness amen because where there is light there can be no darkness in this text Jesus says three things, and we will deal with this on Tuesday night, and I promise you I'll be here Tuesday night. Jesus says three things. Number one is that our light cannot be hidden. Think of that. Number two, our purpose for light is not to be seen all the time, but light is to help others see. Are you just as thrilled when somebody else says, I'm better because your light has showed me the way? It is not for you to be celebrated, but it is to help others. Third and the final point or takeaway in this message, and we'll deal with it on Tuesday because I want to do something special at this altar. Our light shine brightest, not by how we worship, how we speak, but by the deeds we do. If I can help somebody, then my living has not been in vain. If I can make a difference in somebody's life. Some of you do some great things that people would never know, but I'm here to tell you, you are letting your light shine. And your good deeds are not done so that you get the glory, but so that God gets the glory. If they want to brag on you, tell them, brag on your heavenly father. Say to God, be the glory. Because if it had not been for the Lord that was on our side, how many of you go, God has empowered you to do some things that only God could do? Because God is the source of your light. You are the light that comes from light. And until the light shines on you, 
you cannot allow, the light cannot shine out of you until the light shines on you and in you. Be the light. Tell somebody you are the light of the world. God is calling us to do something awesome. Ministries all over this country, all over this world, we are living in times, these are perilous times. There are pandemics and diseases out there that perhaps there are no answers for. There are situations out there that are beyond our control. But then we know that if God be for us, who can be against us? If there's any time we need to shine, it is now. I would tell you that the young people that we're trying to win to Christ are perhaps not going to be won by the scriptures we quote, but by the life we live. They're not going to be won by all of the theology you throw at them and the doctrine you hope they embrace. But when they see the light in you, when they say you're so kind, when they say you're so compassionate, you not only sympathize, but you empathize with people that are in need, then your light begin to shine and God began to use you because the truth of the matter, God changed your life. Anybody know that God changed your life? Stand to your feet all over this place. I told you this was unique. God told me no jumping, no shouting, no hollering, no dancing. I need you to hear this word. We are the light of the world. Jesus is the light that shineth in me, that shineth in me. Anybody know that Jesus can be that light in you? Can I tell you something? You will never have peace unless the light shine in you and then the light shine from you and onto. If you want to change your family? Be that light. You want to change the atmosphere on your job? Be that light. Your job doesn't need another evangelist. Amen. It needs a light. Your job doesn't need another prophetess. I'm sick of all of these false prophets and prophetess. Amen. But it needs a light. When everybody else walks by that person that nobody else speaks to, you show them so much love. When nobody else wants to go out to lunch with that particular person, you take them under your wing. You become the light. And when we are the light, that space that God has assigned to us will illuminate with the goodness of the Lord. Somebody would walk down those aisles and say, Lord, I need thee. Someone will throw their hands up and say, Lord, I need you in my life. Listen, make your way to this altar. Jesus, says the Christian choir, is the light that shineth in me. Ooh. And he'll show up in me. Anybody know he will?
God is calling. Old song of the church. Amen. How many of you know he's changed your life? <laughs> I need some witnesses. If, if you're ready to be used by God in the balcony, the back of the church, wherever you are, come on in. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, the light, is the light that shines in me. Come on, shine. Challenging somebody now. God wants to show up in the you. Way God wants me to talk. He'll show up. He'll show up. He'll show up. If I the way He wants me to live. He'll show up. He'll show up. If I do, 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 do what He wants me to do. He'll show up. Listen. He'll show up in you. And when he shows up in you, he allows you to shine from the inside out. Here's the challenge. This is keep it real moment. If, if your battery is dead, then your light cannot shine. You need the power of God to resonate in the inside of you. And, Perhaps the reason why you're always miserable ooh, is because that light is not in you. Ooh, that light in you shines outside of you. Miserable people make things around them miserable because what, what comes out of them is what's... Ooh, am I right about it? But if you want something positive in you, Ask God to allow the light to shine in you. Brother Bill is coming right now and we are changing this song a little bit. There was a time in the old church of Mother Jackson that every Sunday morning before the deacons would pray there was one constant song that Elder Lord would sing 
They can have but Simmons was saying, shine on me. <laughs> Somebody lift those hands and say, Lord, shine on me. Let the light ooh, from the lighthouse shine on me. Those of you that are ready to go home, I excuse you. But to those of you who are ready for some light to shine on you, lift those hands and say, Lord, let it shine on me. Now this is what I want to do. Anyone in here whose body is sick, anyone in here who's praying for something from the Lord, maybe you have a prayer request right now. Make your way down to this altar. God, God told me to do this during the eight o'clock service. It, and, 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 and I need to do, I need to be obedient to what God says right now. Amen. Because we're getting ready to take you back someplace. Ooh, come on, Brother Bill, Francis, Janelle. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take y'all back to some old church. Mother Jackson, is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody lift your hands and tell the Lord, shine. Let it shine on me. Somebody say, let, let, let the light. Throw your hands up and say, from the lighthouse. From the lighthouse. You sound like your daddy there, son. Shine. Shine. Oh, me. I want y'all young folk to see how we used to go before the Lord. Lift those oh, hands Lord, and I say, shine. shine. Come on up here, Sal. Come on, help me out. Let, let, let the light. Deacon Abbott Simmons couldn't stay, but uh, the there we go. Come on and tell him to shine. shine. I can even sing that, Mother King. Yeah. Oh, Come on up here, Sal. One more time, Bill. Tell him shine. Shine. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shine. Shine on me. Somebody oh, say shine. This morning, please shine. I wish Sister Linda English was here today. Yeah. Oh, I have her. Where is she? Linda's back there somewhere. I know she'll be mad at me if I call. Yeah. Next time, I'm going to get you, Linda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, church, yeah. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, please shine on me. Come on and tell him, Sam.
Paul and Bill do it together. now. Come on, the younger generation. Come on, Janelle. Y'all wave your hand at God. Come on. Something is about to happen. You got to get ready. You got to get ready. You got to get ready. God's getting ready to move. One more time, Janelle. Tell him, Sean. Come on. Sister Chevelle Barboza. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shine. 
Everybody tell him the congregation to sing. Everybody in the congregation, come on in! Anybody need the Lord to do something, come on and ask Him to sing. Let the light from come on in. One more time before we pray, everybody. Before you pray, get your heart right. Anybody want God to shine on you? God said, before I can shine out of you, I've got to shine in you. And when God shines in your life, something is about to happen. Ooh. Look at somebody say, something is about to happen. The old folk would just shake it. Just, just, just shake your hands and just say, Lord, get ready. Lord, get ready. Lord, get ready. Somebody's about to be healed. Somebody's about to be delivered. Come on, church. Come on, church. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Woo! In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Move, Lord. Somebody say, have your way. Have your way. Move, Lord. Right now, touch and deliver. Heal and set free. Turn situations around. Bless families. Bless on their jobs. Bless their health. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Let the church sing. That's, mm, come on, Bill. Yeah. 
Come on and say. Somebody say one more time and let the church say anybody want to be saved? Anybody want to be delivered? Come on. One more time. Say yes. As you go back to your seat, just wave those hands. If you want to dedicate your life to the Lord, come on, if you want to join the church, yeah, man, if you want to give your life to the Lord. One more time, amen. Anybody here? Yeah. If you're ready to make that commitment this morning, if you're ready to make that commitment this morning, say yeah. God bless you, daughter. Anybody else? Anybody else? God's calling you. God's calling you. God's calling you. Somebody else? Somebody else. Yes, yes, Lord. God's breaking up some stuff. Yes, God's Lord. breaking up some stuff. God's doing something. Give yes, God a Lord. hand of praise yes, for this Lord. young lady. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Tell them, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God's doing something right now. Right now. Yes, right now. Yes. God, God. Somebody's being saved right now. Somebody's being delivered right now. Right now. Yes, yes. God bless you, daughter. Anybody else? Give God a hand of praise for this daughter of Zion. Come on. Come on. Yes. Yes. Somebody's here. Praise on her. We got to go out with a dance. Do me a favor. Cross the aisles and Touch two people, say it's already done, already done, already done, already, woo, come on Zion. Already. Praise your way out of it. Praise your way out. Praise. Mother Lumpkin, already done. Deacon Lumpkin.
Lord, give him a praise. Praise your way out. We are the light of the world. This is what we do. Look at your neighbor, tell him, praise your way out of it. Go ahead and be seated if you can.